Welcome to the Bub Meeple Podcast. On today's microbrew, we talk about gaming flops. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. So today for this uh, microbrew, we kind of want to talk about something that I think we've probably all experienced. And, uh, and it's kind of, it's, the impetus for this one was kind of something that Chuck had, um, had experienced recently. So Chuck, I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to you real quick. You want to kind of explain to us what happened? So, okay, the... It's it's a game that I've been kind of highly praising in our last couple podcasts uh, with the the villainous game that I've been doing. I mean, my daughter have been playing it quite a bit uh, here recently. Different uh, characters in the game, so uh, I took it over to the um, the girlfriends, and we were going to well, actually it was kind of just sitting in the car, and um, we were at her friend's house, and her friend asked if we had any games, and I was like, well, I got a couple in the car. And so we thought we'd all play a game. So I brought out Villainous. I thought, you know, the Disney theme would be appropriate. And so something I found out about Villainous is because it's so um, asymmetrical. Yes, it's so very asymmetrical. And everybody kind of has to know exactly what their character is doing. It's kind of a hard game to explain to a bunch of different people. I haven't done that yet. All I've done is explained it to my daughter. And so we've played, you know, one-on-one fairly easily. It wasn't really a a complicated thing, and we both enjoyed it, having uh, different goals that we were both trying to attain. But because there were multiple people involved, this is the first time I've played with, you know, three people, um, something about explaining the game and then not exactly knowing what their character needed to do and having to like read each individual character's rules and explain all of the different nuances between all that kind of put a damper on the whole night. Um, it Ouch. was, it, it was a little frustrating cause I was excited. I was ready to play. Like I just got the brand new expansion. So I was ready to play steamboat Pete, right? Like I'm, I'm all in, I, I got my whole board set up and I'm, I'm good to go. And her friend was, was pretty, um, uh, into it she she enjoyed that i think they they grabbed two of the base game characters um so another thing i noticed too is that i i really need to create some sort of um like beginner game uh, reference sheet because some characters are easier to play than others and i haven't played all the characters so i don't know exactly all the difference you know which ones are easy to play which ones are good for starters and which ones are good for more experienced the whole night just seemed like uh, it was just really frustrating we ended up stopping after about 15 minutes we didn't finish the game uh i said well what about azul because i had azul too we tried to play azul i knew it was easier rules but at that point um you know, one person was done and the other person was like, okay, well, let's play. And so one person ended up sitting out and not playing with the other two. And it just, it was a very awkward situation. Um, it wasn't as enjoyable as I was hoping it would be. Uh, and maybe it was because it wasn't like a planned thing. It was kind of late. Um, they were kind of just asking, well, what games do you have? And I was like, well, I have these. And me not knowing the audience very well, it just, it was kind of as hyped as I've been about villainous. It's, it's kind of humbling to know that there are situations where it is not appropriate to bring out the game at the same time. 
that makes sense. So th that was kind of my experience with the whole thing. And what I have learned is that I think it's a better two-player game than it is a multiplayer, just because of the uh, asymmetry of the whole thing. Number one, I think we've all probably been there, had that, that experience that we kind of had. We thought this is going to be ideal. This is going to be great. I'm going to teach this person that game or so-and-so knows this game. It's going to be amazing. And for whatever reason, it flops. And before proper Brian can get to it, I'm going to bring out, proper bra brian's uh law of expectations here i think <laughs> you're you're co-opting my laws i'm co-opting your law here no i, I what, what i'm getting at is i think when i've been in similar situations to what chuck's talking about is that's the, that's that's the situation we all dream about is someone asks, do who has games in intimidly we go I has games, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, Oh, I might just have one that's perfect right here. And so in your mind, in your mind, it was, you know, you had a, you've got willing participants, right? You've got a game that you, you feel like you've got a good grasp. You've already been playing it. You've got a good grasp on the rules. A plus B should equal, you know, great game night, but for whatever reason it, it doesn't. And so that's, that's really frustrating. I, uh, I'm sorry your 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 game with villainous went that way, but I think that's something probably us and probably most gamers have experienced, right? I mean, what about you, other guys? I've told this story I think on the podcast before, so I'll be brief with it. And it was it was honestly one that I, I didn't know what I was doing. This was when I bought Catan for the very first time. Oh, and yes. <clears throat> so yeah, you guys have heard this. And it, long story short, I got it out, tried to read the rule book, tried to teach uh, several people who. Uh, they were just family members uh, and it went south and we had a, I tried to <laughs> try to muscle through it. And we ended up with like a two and a half, almost three hour game of Catan that we stopped <laughs> early. And, <laughs> but it was one of those things where I was excited about it and it just didn't, it just like, it, it went south real quick. So I think that's, I had kind of like a half experience with that. Like the, the game itself is fairly easy to explain. Like the, the actions that you take are all pretty easy, but having the responsibility to know all the ins and outs of each character before they play them. I, I didn't go in knowing how much responsibility I was going to have to teach that, mm. uh, I, I just assumed that they would be able to read because each each character gets a little booklet, like a little manual, has a very quick description of what you're supposed to do. And, you know, when I give it to my daughter, she reads it and it's like, okay. But, I mean, we played quite a few games together, so you can give it to a gamer and they can read it and be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. But I, I guess I was in more of a situation of people that don't game as frequently or as has had as much experience with new games or, or as a broad of uh, a variety of games. And so they were relying on me to explain something that I didn't know yet. And it was, it was a little, like I said, very humbling um, to know I needed to have a better understanding before I brought that into the equation. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of a learning experience. It's definitely what I learned from my experience. And so I don't know, I don't know if, I don't know if I have any, we talked about kind of throwing out some ideas for how to turn that kind of night around or that, you know, that experience around. And I don't know yet because my experience was just like, well, that was a disaster. We kind of walked away from it. So, well, like I said, what I did was, you know, I decided that we just needed to end the game 
because it, it wasn't the game's about an hour and we were 10 15 minutes in and obviously probably a smart thing obviously we were not going to do an hour of this if someone was miserable i'm not going to make them go through that so we stopped the game i tried to bring out a lighter game the problem was at that point one person was already like i'm done um but the other person wanted to play so yeah. that was kind of a confusing like do i go ahead and play or do we just do something else and we ended up playing and i i felt like the other person kind of got left out of the whole fun or, or situation it was just kind of a very awkward situation yeah i feel like right now is the point where duke from gi joe walks out on the screen and there's a <laughs> shooting rainbow he's like the more you know you know knowing is half the battle uh, the other half is violence, right? But I don't uh, have a great answer, Shuck, but I'll say I screwed up Carcassonne. All right. Oh, what? I know. And it's a game that I knew well. So, I mean, so story. This isn't like, hey, I got an answer to your problem. This is more of a, hey, I'm going to one up your bad evening <laughs> with, uh, with a story of my own. And Hello, I don't know. My name what, is Brian. I don't know what I could have done to like fix this, right? It was their copy of Carcassonne. I didn't bring it. They said, we got this game. We don't know how to play. Would you teach it to us? It's a couple. And Amanda and I are like, we played this game tons of times. We could teach you the base game of Carcassonne. And we played it. And we could tell that they were doing everything they could possibly do to act like they enjoyed the experience. And we could tell that they did not enjoy the experience. And Amanda and I looked at each other like, what do we do to like convince these people that they like the time that they're spending playing the game that they bought that we're teaching them how to play and we know extremely well a simple game how to play and it, it was i don't know man like some people just aren't geared to gaming it's like satan's taken over or something i don't know no not really um it's 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 the beard it, but no no but i mean like gaming isn't for everyone you know yeah and uh that's, and that's that's okay. That's it's really okay. They thought they were going to be having a fun night. They trusted us with their time. Um, they were wrong. You know? It's really saddening if they bought the game. Like, What if that was one of their first games and now they, they don't want to ex- explore? I don't think they game anymore. No, it is oh, sad. It's a tragic sad. story. Right, but, but I mean, we, t- we teach Carcassonne to people that don't game regular. And we see it kind of a mixed bag of results, but... I think it's a pretty safe game, right? Like by the establishment. I taught my mom this last Christmas and she loved it. She's like actually asked me to bring it over it's to her house. It's a safe game, I think, yeah. for, for non-gamers. Even if they don't I would think it would be. have the – even if it's not like um, life-changing, they don't sit there and go, wow, that was a waste of you know th- 45 minutes. Nobody says that with Carcassonne. But uh, I guess to my point is um, – I don't know, man. Like, how do how do we turn these these awkward, bad situations into something else? Um, for your experience, um, I think you made the right decision. You said let's not play this game, and and maybe not gaming was a good follow up. Uh, I hate saying that on a gaming podcast, but um, hey, sometimes you have to do that. You have to you have to know your audience. You have to read the room, right? Yeah, right. And um, I'll say this: like my brother Will doesn't like games. Isn't like games at all. Mike loves them. Mike and I play games all the time. We'll we'll hate them. And I've even tried to get him into like simple games. He likes Muay Thai boxing. He's a martial artist. So I'm like, let's play some Onitama, 
right? If only if only Tama doesn't speak to your soul as 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 a very simple abstract kung fu game that that reminds us of like kung fu theater of the you know 1980s. I don't know. I don't know. You've got no soul. But this guy, he's just really Ooh. resistant to gaming, right? Laying out the punches. Well, yeah. he's he's my brother. I can talk that way about him. But anyway, I mean. <laughs> Does he listen um, to the podcast? Probably. No, not at all. He would kick my butt. Did I mention he's a Muay Thai boxer? He'd come over here and destroy me. No, uh, but but the point of it is, is like I don't know, man. Like it, some people just, I know, I know. We want to think there's a game out there for everyone, but I've well, met the guy. I met the guy that there's not, and he'll kick my butt. Um, so uh, I don't know, man. I don't know how to turn that. Like I didn't know how to turn that night either. We played Carcassonne. We actually finished it but i want to say barely like like i could tell the other party was miserable and amanda and i were like looking at each other like we don't know what to do and we ended the night we drank some scotch and we left i mean that was kind of that was kind of Mm. it i don't have a great answer this is a depressing podcast who came up with this crap uh no i I think i think i think you're right though i think that's when uh, cause I know there've been several times where I, uh, I'm trying to teach my wife Maria, she'll play plenty of games with me, but if I reach f- for a game that she's not ready to learn, or she's not in the mood to really learn a game. And sometimes I'm like so excited about this new game I've got. And then I try to teach her the rules and like, just like Shucks, Shucks describing 15 minutes in, it's like, I could tell she's bored or she's just miserable. And so I look and I'll say, okay, you know what? How, how about we put it up? You know? And it's so disheartening because I I finally like I did we did that with Clinic. I finally got Clinic to the table with I'd played the solo mode and I got Clinic to the table with people and it wasn't gonna work, you know. It just it, she, she didn't like it. Now my, my daughter, who was in the game as well, was a little disappointed that we were calling it quits, but you know, we couldn't we couldn't carry on for an hour and a half, two hour game. And so I think like you said, I think you did the right thing. You just have to kind of learn to read what other people, you know, if they're obviously miserable, Hey, let's, let's not make them do this. And like you said, I I wish the answer was, Hey, there's a game for everyone. But I think sometimes you don't want a gaming night to be unendurable because, and to add, add a positive spin on this, there have been times where I've tried to teach Maria. I tried to teach her to play Concordia. It was in the evening. And she's told me, I don't really like learning games later in the evening. Two days later, yeah, and see the timing. So for oh, I've dude, learned Concordia that with my, me wife, and my wife too. If I want to teach oh, you, yeah. so it hurt I my find soul. A Saturday morning, and I think that was part Saturday of the problem. Morning, our routine is we'll get up, we'll kind of clean the house a little bit, and then then we can have some fun, right? We do our our, our serious our chores or whatever. So Saturday morning, uh, late late morning or early afternoon, but uh, um, ideally if we get if we get done with all that, and I want to throw a game, so I brought Concordia out a second time, like two days later. I said, hey, I know, I know you didn't really want to, you know, you didn't really like it the first time. Shot at, yeah, yeah. Normally, I get shot down the second time. She said, you know, I, I did like what we were doing. I just, I was late, you know. She loves it now. We ended up playing like three or four man. times uh, within a couple <laughs> weeks. So, my point being, I, to add a little positive spin to it, I, I don't think it means that you can never play villainous with that group, right? I think it means you go back to the drawing board, you realize – I've got to have a better time. Maybe I teach it two player where um, I can, I can focus on making sure this other, you know, my sole role in this one game will just be to make sure this other person enjoys this game. And maybe, maybe you do that. Maybe you won't get a chance. Sadly, 
I know in, in, in my gaming, you know, relationships with family, sometimes if I botch up the first time, it's, it's I can say goodbye to ever playing that game again. But, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's some hope. I think if, if and for, for any listeners out there or gamers out there that, that, that have had this experience, I don't think you necessarily have to give up. I think you just need to learn, okay, like you're talking about, just what can I learn from this? Can I, okay, check, don't play games with this person after 8, 8 p.m., right? Um, don't don't bring out heavy games ever, you know? Maybe I can only ever teach trick-taking card games. Okay, you know? I think, and I think that's something I learned is is the the level of difficulty of game that needs to be brought out with a specific group. Well, and I'll say one more thing to that. Like we know that there's a huge risk to social deduction games. We've talked about it several times. Like it's, it's always so much party dependent. That being said, I've had in, and we've experienced this too in our group. And that's kind of part of the mix is I've had more experience with games like werewolf. Um, and it, I've had more experience with games like Deception, Hong Kong. I've had more experience with games that um, in, invited some type of social, laughy, silly interaction that would, would um, as much as that seems like a risky bet to us, it's almost, it's almost easier to sell it to the, to the initiative. Yeah to the person who's not who, who's like a, a wild card we don't know what their tastes are we don't know what they like we know if we can get we can get four other people in the group laughing they're gonna yeah, laugh so many too. unknowns so many unknowns right there so, i mean that's um that's yeah, frustrating and, and but that you was know, definitely happens, this situation right? it was a first time um, the group. everyone everyone gets, I didn't know what gets was to that happen. point hopefully uh, if there's anyone out there listening not every game night is like that um if so i don't know man we <laughs> but i think i think bringing uh games into a situation with people that don't normally play games is always kind of a difficult situation it's you you never know exactly how it's going to go um it might go really well it might go really bad i mean it could just be the games that you have at the moment that you can introduce to them uh i mean you you never know there's way too many variables so so you had king of tokyo on the car that could have gone over well and ended with everyone laughing and you know high five that would have been super easy to teach Yeah. yeah I mean, um, and so I'm maybe like you know, I think maybe maybe that's what we try to take from this is, uh, like you said, just now you know the group, and so now you know, okay, you know, I, I know you could because ultimately that's what we're trying to we're trying to like tailor an experience to our friends, you know, at least in this kind of example. Now, if we're all getting together, I'll force you guys to play whatever the heck it is. You know, if it's my turn to bring your game, you'll like it, you know. Uh, it's no, fine. I mean, I'll like it. You know, the thing is, like, <laughs> with guys, with like gamers like us, we're probably going to enjoy somewhat any game that we get to the table, right? We're going to find something. So, uh, you know? an, an interesting follow-up to that. The next day, um, I played a game that I said I would never play. Um, simply because I kind of knew my audience a little bit better. Uh, it was with a different group, but some of the same people. We ended up playing Cards Against Humanity. Um, I never thought that I would play that. I always kind of adamantly said I wouldn't play it. But because of, I guess, the the group that we were with, I knew that it was something that they had already played, that they enjoyed and I would play it with them, and the night went really well. Um, fortunately, the beers that I had made it a little bit less uncomfortable than it would have been. 
<laughs> but I mean, but you know, it's something that I learned. Like it's we we played a game that was a lot less heavy on rules and more of a social light game. And, and so maybe not necessarily that game, but something similar. If you, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of plays into. I mean, I told my story for a reason, and and I think it's it's as simple as we think this game is, like Carcassonne. Um, bringing it down another notch never will hurt. So, if I had if I had suggested instead a game that was even simpler than Carcassonne, believe it or not, the game the night might have went great. And it might have later evolved into Carcassonne after a relationship of gaming, but um, I think it's oh, I think it's always okay. I guess the side of caution says it's always okay to bring it down uh, to a, a simpler notch. Right? Well, and I've talked about it before, um, several podcasts ago. Um, there was a night where I played uh, Council Verona, and it it was okay game. Some people liked it, some people didn't. But then I brought out diamonds. Um, and diamonds is obviously a little less involved. There's not as much going on. It's a little simpler of a game. It also has mechanics that people are familiar with, and it, it went over really well. We played it over and over and over again all night long. Uh, so you can always bring back a night. Like it, it is just because something happens doesn't mean the night's gone. Like you, if if you have the games there, uh, I mean, obviously you don't want to take like every game that you have. You can't be that prepared. But sometimes. You can just just try to look around, read the audience, um, and try to figure out what is appropriate and what you think that will be enjoyable for the group as best as you can. That may be a good way, a good place to kind of end the conversation in that, you know, at, at that point where you're at, I mean, it's become and I'm not saying the first the first example was was you um, thinking about your own self any, at, at any point you actually had a game you thought was going to be perfect for the group. But um, I think it's a good example in that kind of look at if you, if you have time to prepare, look at what, who you're going to be playing with, try to gauge that. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to roll that die and it's going to be a natural one. Right. But uh, if with the right planning more times than not, you pro- hopefully you'll have, uh, the night, the second night you, you're talking about, and and even with that one, like you said, you realize the first one wasn't a hit. Well, now, hey, and just speaking of what uh, Just Brian said, you you took it down a step, right? He said, "Oh, that was too much diamonds, right?" And so I think maybe if we if if there's anything to take from it is that from from this conversation is that um, just always be willing to be flexible, right? Always be willing to to read your group. I mean, that, you know, and so sometimes. Um, Hey, then don't also don't be discouraged if one game night's bad or one game doesn't uh, hit hit well. I mean, doesn't mean that it, no games will ever work, right? So I know we're talking about rescuing a game night, but I've even found to where the, if there are certain conditions, like if I don't know the game very well, or if it's too late, or if it's like I'll just say no. Like, how about we, you know, uh, plan another night to get if you want to play a game let's let's get together to play a game sometime you know and plan that so in a way that that's not rescuing that game night but it might rescue the the, the gaming experience right for yeah you know later on down the line hey uh, i don't play pandemic on the first group date okay so only on the second <laughs> date right so you know yeah but uh that, that's a good point to make too i mean um if you think it might go bad or if your gut tells you, hey, this isn't a good idea, 
like you said, let's say, hey, let's let's plan a night for this, right? Or let's do that. Or you have someone who really wants to play a game on your shelf. Uh, I don't have time to teach you the gallerist right now. Um, but we can play <laughs> beer pong. Yeah, we can play beer pong. We can, we can play, uh, you know, we can play coup, right? And then uh, tomorrow, come on over tomorrow afternoon and I'll teach you that crunchy game, right? So, yeah. We should come up with beer, Batman, animal on animal. Oh, that's, I mean. I mean, I've if we're doing dexterity games, I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah I think I think Hobb is working on that, actually. With their, <laughs> that's what I hear. With their young children's line of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, Hannibal upon animal, oh. ages four to four hundred, I think is what yeah. they say. Over there. So, <laughs> I think before I think we like a good game night. We need to know when to stop. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this is the point where we go. Hey, this 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 is where we need to make that good decision and, uh, and just say, hey, um, yeah, maybe maybe we just put a put a pin in it right there, and that, that's that's the end of that. Well, as always, thanks, thanks for kind of getting together and talking, talking to some more about games. And Shaq, I, I wish you luck in your in your future game nights. Hopefully, uh, hopefully yeah. this one will be a little bit better for you. And if it is, you can always come give me a call, and I'll go find a, I'll go play a game with you. I appreciate that's always, it. That's a great way to 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 rescue a, a game night, right? It's like it falls apart with one group. You know, give someone a call that you know is gonna, and then go play a game with them. Hey, Gary, I'm Adios. depressed. I'm depressed. I had a bad game night. Can I come over? <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, and then that way I can Why be not? like, then I can tell Maria, look, Brian's really having a tough time right now. I need to have my friend over there. Yeah. I need, yeah. To, I need to help Sean and Brian out. They're going through he, that. He's they, going they through it hard, man. I don't know what's going on, night. but he said he needed to talk, and I just trust that it's serious. You know, I've done that. I've done that. with. Uh, there was a, a night we got together, Brian, for uh, – we we're gonna we we're gonna talk about something. I can't remember, I can't remember what it was. Um, but we we played uh played tack, but I knew we were gonna play tack, and so but I I I told Lacey I was like you know Brian's asked to talk, and so I'm gonna go hang out with him and talk and uh, yeah but you got your wife's <laughs> done that. Your wife has secretly messaged us and said Brian's having a tough time. Come over and game with him, and we're like okay. I mean, okay. it, I, Amanda, I I have to go. I mean, it's so bad. His wife is calling me to say, "Come hang out with the poor guy." That's hilarious. <laughs> that was that was a fun day though, because I, I was a like, "Fun night, good time. That was great." Brian really needs our group right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, all of like, us had that's, that, yeah, that conversation. That's how we need to couch all of our game nights from here on out. It's like they need me. I, I need to go and, su- and, and moral, morally support the situation and, and play a game. I, I think, yeah, I think Maria would um, would be like, well, why do you need a six pack with you when you're going to console? That's Brian moral me? support. You know, kind of have a brew with my bro. You know. Thanks for listening to the Bub Meeple podcast. If you enjoyed our content, like and subscribe. Share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at pubmeeple.com. Our website, www.pubmeeple.com. Home to the board game ranking engine. And always remember, support your local breweries.